This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. For both men and women, it essentially makes those tissues and those muscles more responsive and more receptive. And so, in a way, you're kind of priming your body to be ready for any kind of intimacy because you're working it. It's like that idea that, you know, you don't use it, you lose it. This is just another part of the body. If you're not using it, it's just not receptive and aware. So by constantly contracting and relaxing those tissues through the physical practice, you just become more receptive. Hi, welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss what people are looking for when they consider modern apartments. Also, how to reduce your sugar intake over the holidays. And lastly, how yoga can improve your sex life. But first, a little bit of business. Support for today's show comes from the Benvenuto Group. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they've become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set a standard for informed residents. I'd like to welcome our first guest, Mitchell Abrahams, the principal of the Benvenuto Group. He's a real estate professional with over 25 years of commercial and multifamily residential real estate experience. He's converted apartments into condominiums and developed condominium and apartment projects. Mitchell, thanks for coming in today. Morning. I think people confuse the concept of a modern apartment with older apartment stock or condominium buildings. With your experience, you're the perfect person to explain what people are looking for and what could be found in newly built apartments. So I thought today we'd start off with what is the key distinction between apartments and condos when assessing amenities? I think to answer the question, we need to talk about new stock and old stock of apartment buildings. Okay. People have said in their mind what an apartment building looks like because most of the apartment buildings in our market were built 40 years ago, and they were built to a particular standard and with what people expected at the time. Unfortunately, that didn't include central air conditioning. It didn't include washer dryers. often didn't include dishwashers. So people have a low regard for what the existing housing stock is, and many turn to renting a condo if they are renters because there are certain things that they say they must have if they're renting a quality space. But there's a whole new generation of apartment buildings underway that I think in some ways both match what quality condo buildings are offering, but in many cases excel and and go past because they have long-term owners with a vision of what they're trying to do to keep their buildings relevant for the long term. These owners that are looking forward and sort of thinking about the needs of this particular type of tenant, what are they doing? What are they putting into those buildings that sets them apart from the old stock? First of all, they're putting in lifestyle amenities. People are leaving their homes and they're saying, number one, there are basics that I must have. 
Right. That starts with the layout of apartments. A lot of condos today are sold in transit locations where they're on subways and many of the suites are smaller. So apartment owners are saying, well, there's a niche to fill for larger apartments for both families and empty nesters. So I think suites in the next generation of apartment buildings are better. They're better particularly because you're not buying from plans. People are walking through an apartment when they're going to rent it, and they're seeing what they're going to live in. And it's clear to them that room sizes are important so they can fit their furniture in their beds. Closet space is important because they want to know that it works for them. It's a lot like buying a resale as compared to buying a new house. You know exactly what you're getting when you walk through. So I think the way suites are laid out is very akin to quality living good living spaces, kitchens that work, washrooms that are functional, and bedrooms that have enough room and enough closet space. You're one of these developers and builders, right? So when you're looking at a project like this, are you looking just at empty nesters? Are you looking at young families? Because one of the issues that Toronto has right now is, you know, a lot of singles were getting married, they're buying condos downtown, and then they're having kids. And those condominiums are not made for young families. We're trying to answer a number of questions that I'm not sure even everyone's asking at this point. Right. Number one, everyone wants to invest in real estate because they feel it's a safe place to invest and because they want a piece of a ever-growing city that's becoming more expensive. Right. But I'm not sure that every young professional should be buying a condo. Life is fluid at that point. You're in a one-bedroom. Before you know it, you have a spouse. You're having children. And you have a condominium. Do you keep it and rent it out? Do you move to something larger? Do you sell it? These are all factors driven by the market, which you necessarily can't control. If you're transferred with your job, if you're uh, having a size change in your family, you can't react at the same speed. So a lot of people who are buying condos maybe should be renting instead of buying. And I'm not trying to give investment advice, but when you th- look at it, some of those people are buying because there aren't quality rentals available. And right. if they saw something that fit their lifestyle, they'd say, you know what, I'm going to hold on to my money and perhaps invested elsewhere and wait until I really know what I need. And if there's something that has the amenities and has the space and has the quality features that I'm really looking for, maybe I have an alternative to buying a condo. Okay. So let's come back. Let's circle back. You were talking first about space and layout. Mm -hmm. What else does your research tell you about what people are looking for in terms of these units? Firstly, I think people like lifestyle amenities. Everyone's busy. The whole concept of live, work, play is uh, something that we hear time and time again. People don't want to spend time commuting and they don't want to spend time running around to do the things they need to do. So the more you can do at a high level in the place that you live, I think the better your lifestyle is. So if you come in the door and you have a concierge right. and he has your packages that were delivered or your dry cleaning or food that was delivered for you in a refrigerated storage area, these are all things that make your life easier. Number two, if you have a fitness facility in your building that's good enough that you don't need to join a gym, then you save time and you save money that you'd be spending elsewhere by being able to do it. And it's there's nothing nicer than waking up in the morning and particularly when something's done well, like a fitness facility, going up to the 25th floor with a view of the city as the sun comes up and getting on the treadmill makes you feel like you're living in a great place. And it makes you feel like you started off your day in the right way. So those things go a long way. The idea of what used to be just two treadmills in the basement of a building just isn't good enough anymore. And I think people are expecting more. And when they get something that, you know, overshoots what they were hoping for, they feel really good about where they live. You can continue that into things like business centers, you know, and they double as Wi-Fi lounges. People use those spaces. Sometimes you say, I'm going to work from home today. But the TV's on in the house or the baby's crying and it's 
it's nice to be able to go do a video conference call from a, a place within your building and feel that people are looking at you and they're looking at a background. And it looks like you're at the office. And those are things that make life easier. So I think all those type of lifestyle amenities really add to the quality of an experience in, in a new quality apartment building. Okay. So we, we've discussed space. We've discussed sort of shared amenities. What other types or general categories of things are people looking for on their checklist when they're looking at a space to live? I think people are becoming more and more aware of energy efficiency. I agree. First of all, they want comfortable environments. So they want to know that the quality of air conditioning and humidification and those type of things is good. People are starting to become aware that some systems are noisier than others. Some units are noisier than others. How is this place soundproofed? What's the quality of the air? And how can I control it? Part of it when you're paying the bill is knowing that I can have controls on my smartphone. And even if I'm not the owner of the house, knowing that my heating bill will be lower because there's a motion sensor and the heat turns down when I'm not there. But if I want to warm it up an hour before I come home, I can program it on my phone. Those are all things that are getting incorporated into new buildings that I think save people money, give them comfortable environments, and make them feel that they're living somewhere that's forward-thinking. And I would presume that in the context of, of the more efficient systems, it's not just cost-efficient from the owner's perspective, but it's also quality of life in terms of uh, hyperallergenic, uh, noise, you know, just the thickness of the wall, for example, between you and, and the person who's living next to you or the people above or below you, right? The thickness of the wall is in itself a whole sort of discussion to have, but it's part of the envelope of the building, which makes the building more energy efficient. It's part of controlling noise between neighbors. And it's supplemented by really good systems that once you have a tight building, you need to bring fresh air in so that you're not breathing unhealthy uh, air. Right. And that brings with it, how do you keep smells away from other apartments? But I think well-thought-out buildings answer all those questions in a very successful way. Fantastic. So, you know, we're going to have you back in the new year. And, you know, I have an idea of what I'd like to talk about. I want to pretend we're, we're shooting for the future. So now you've been talking about what's in buildings now. Next time you're back, I want you to look forward and we're going to talk about what the buildings of the future are going to be like, because I think it's really going to be impressive for people to understand where and what the possibilities are and where we're going. It's what I spend a good portion of my time thinking about, so let's have some fun. Fantastic. Well, we have to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to discuss limiting your sugar intake over the holidays on The Tonic. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Purica. Purica wants you to turn its protein into your power. A blend of the finest vegan protein and the antioxidant powerhouse that is the pure chaga mushrooms. Purica Power features ingredients and enzymes designed to optimize digestion and absorption. Unlike many protein powders, Purica Power tastes great with water and mixes easily. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, and natural unflavored. From the Purica family to yours, Purica Power is a new way to make the most of every day. It's all part of the Purica commitment to making a positive difference in the lifestyle of its customers. Ask your favorite health food store for Purica Power Vegan Protein or visit Purica.com. Purica, nature, science, you. I'd like to give a shout out to another sponsor, WeVibe, creators of the Couples Vibrator. WeVibe designs premium products that work with your body to enhance pleasure and intimacy for couples. Their line of vibrators is one of the most recognized and respected. With a team of world-class designers working closely with experts in sexuality, health, and wellness, WeVibe continues to set new industry standards for designing intimate products that work beautifully in sync with the human body. Want to infuse more passion and connect with your partner in exciting new ways? Go to WeVibe.com. 
This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Our next guest is naturopathic Dr. Jody Larry. For over a decade, Jody has brought hundreds in Toronto back to life by sharing her passion and experience for what living holistically really looks like. Through her busy private practice, wellness studios, and corporations, Jody shares her philosophy about clean, wholesome diets and self-care practices that inspires mind, body, health, and well-being. Jody's innovative cleanse programs have garnered a lot of popularity, both locally and beyond. Hi, Jody. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. I know that one of the key issues that you deal with in, in your practice is sugar. You know, we had that discussion before you came on, and you educate people on the health risks of consuming sugar and help them reduce their intake. Mm-hmm. So let's start at ground zero. Why is reducing sugar such an important issue? Okay, so I truly believe that sugar is a drug. And when I cancel my clients and when I talk to large groups of people, I do put sugar in the same category as drugs and alcohol because I do believe that it is as harmful for the system. Ground zero, the two basic reasons are that first and foremost, sugar is extremely addictive. So it's really not something that you can, you know, have a little of. Most people that have a relationship with sugar, it's pretty deep in and, (laughs) you know, they know that it's not doing their body any good, but they're still doing it. Right. Okay. Because it's so addictive. That's number one. Number two, why sugar is so harmful is because it increases cortisol. Okay. So are you aware of what cortisol is? No, well, for our listeners, just briefly, just explain what cortisol is. So Reader's Digest version, when we are stressed in any type of situation, our body goes into a sympathetic nervous system state. And in that state, our adrenal glands, which are two stress glands that sit in our back right by our kidneys, they release this hormone, the stress hormone called cortisol. Right. All right. Most of us, just by the mere fact that we live in Toronto, have a lot of cortisol before we've put anything into our mouth. Particularly if we're driving. Driving. Particularly if we're driving <laughs> coming, on King Street. Yes, for sure. Coming downtown. <laughs> then you right. add kids to the mix. Right. You add, you know, finances and for sure. all the other things. Before we've put anything into our mouth, cortisol is high in most people in Toronto. Okay? Right. You'd agree. Of course. Okay. Now, unfortunately, this hormone cortisol has many negative effects on the body. In a nutshell, it decreases serotonin, which makes us feel good. Right. It increases inflammation in the body. It allows the body to hold on to weight. So many negative effects. And not only does stress increase this cortisol, but sugar does too. And you don't want cortisol. So, you know, those two reasons, the addiction and the cortisol raising are the two reasons why sugar is, is really harmful for our system. Okay, so we focused on why sugar is bad. Now let's let's take a step back and let's talk about sugar. What is it? What is it? Yeah. And, and when you're talking about bad sugar, is there good sugar? Is there bad sugar? What's the difference? So okay. why don't you elaborate? Really good question. So before we talk about sugar, it's important to define what is sugar. So to me, when I explain it, I think sugar is four things or the sugar that I'm talking about that's really harmful for you. And that is the obvious. So number one, refined sugar, the obvious, the peach, cherry blasters, the lollipop, the cake, the cookies, all that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sugar is also anything white. So the white bagel to me is the same as the cookie. It's, you know, the white bread. Because carbohydrates get converted into sugar in your body. As soon as we put them in our body, it gets converted into sugar. So a white bagel is the same thing as eating, you know, a donut. Okay. Whole wheat as well. So people are usually really, you know, floored when I say that, but it's true. Not whole grain, but whole wheat, just brown bread. 
two pieces of whole wheat bread will raise your blood sugar more than two tablespoons of sugar. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you add grain to the mix and fiber, and it's not as harmful, but just the whole wheat, it is. And then the fourth thing that people are also surprised about, but that's really important for people to know, is table salt is sugar. Okay, that that you yeah. have to explain that one to me. Okay, there's nothing to explain. Go look at the ingredients on a box of table salt, and you will see three ingredients, iodized salt, calcium silicate, which is a filler, right. and dextrose. Which okay, is so you're talking about iodized salt. You're not talking, talking about talking sea about salt or kosher salt. salt. No, 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 no. I am not talking about sea salt. I am not talking about kosher salt. I am talking about table salt. But unfortunately, in a lot of processed foods, there's table salt. Okay. okay, so that's what sugar is, those four things. All right, so let's contextualize it now. It's holiday season, and there's a lot of eating and a lot of sweets that are being eaten. So we're going to do a little bit of rapid fire. If you're cooking holiday meals, yep. what are the best two or three swap-ins and swap-outs for sugar? Okay, so don't kibosh a meal with sugar. If you're going to have sugar, you know, make it worth it with a piece of cake and use things like coconut sugar instead of white or brown sugar in your cooking. Right. Way lower glycemic index, more natural. Use things like raw unpasteurized honey. Make sure it is unpasteurized. Great replacement for sugar. Pure maple syrup as well. Look for alternative soy sauces or marinades. So uh, coconut aminos is a great coconut-based soy sauce that won't have the salt and the sugar. Make your own marinades with things like maple syrup and honey. And a good thing, too, is make it worth it, right? So don't go and eat everything. You know, decide that it's going to be one thing. Another thing I want to say for an option is don't choose the wine. You're going to laugh when I say this, but tequila is actually the cleanest drink you can have over the holidays because there's no sugar in it whatsoever. Pair it with some Perrier and some lime, and that's the cleanest, lowest sugar drink you can have. That's interesting. I thought tequila was made from agave. It is. It's a plant. Right. But there's no refined sugar in it. So you're giving me a reason to drink tequila. I'm telling you, over the holiday season, choose tequila over wine, and you're reducing your sugar intake. Oh, I can't have the wine. No. Okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so, you know, we were going to talk about, you know, what to do if you're a guest and on vacation, but we've run out of time. Yeah. But we're going to have you back in the new year. Great. Thank you. So when we when you come back, what do you want to talk about when we come back? I'd love to continue the talk about sugar. That was a okay. fast six minutes. So I sort of, you know, threw out what I could. I would love to teach and preach more about how reducing sugar from your life can really impact every single aspect of your health. Why don't we do that in the context? I'm not going to use the R word, the resolution word, but we'll talk talk about achieving goals in the new year. How about that? Sugar goals. Sounds great. Fantastic. We've got to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the connection between yoga and your sex life on The Tonic. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take this opportunity to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Purely Natural. They're fourth generation master herbalists. It's a family-owned Canadian company that's been in business for over 100 years. They've been working with my company, Tonic Magazine, for over 10 years, and its principal, Joel Thuna, has been writing our fantastic preventative medicine column for over seven years. They're one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival. The company is certified GMP, kosher, and organic. For more information about Purely Natural, please visit their website, purelynatural.com. Hi. I'm Jamie Busson, and I'm the publisher of Tonic Magazine and the host of The Tonic. I just wanted to remind you that The Tonic Talk Show is brought to you by Tonic Magazine. 
Tonic is a health and wellness publication that I've been putting out for over 10 years. We're available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods, all in Toronto. You can learn more about the magazine by visiting our website, www.tonictoronto.com. And if you ever miss an episode of The Tonic, you can also hear it there. You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. My next guest is local yogi, Tracy Sograti. She has a post-secondary education in biology, molecular biology, nursing, acute care, public health education, and Swedish and Thai massage. She leads classes and teaches other yogis how to teach yin yoga. She also wrote a great article in the December issue of Tonic Magazine about how a yoga practice can improve your sex life. Hey, Tracy. Hi, Jamie. So happy to be here. I seem to always have you on to deal with the salacious topics. I know. I know. I was actually thinking that as you were as you were introducing me. I feel I feel actually pretty special. Yeah. Consider it a compliment. <laughs> but we're going to wade right in. No okay, mon- okay. Let's go. No, no monkeying around. Yeah. Let's start. Is there a connection between a yoga practice and improved sex life? Absolutely. 100%. As I wrote in the article for your magazine, there was this great study in 2009, which showed they took 40 women and they practiced yoga regularly. So every single day and they found that at the end of the study those women had improved desire orgasm arousal and sexual satisfaction right so phenomenal finding it's been reproduced several times so we know that for sure they kept having to go back and do the study over and over again <laughs> maybe yeah yeah maybe because they the subjects all wanted to go back and, and, and be t- <laughs> exactly exactly well I was thinking about this though and I have I have kind of like a short anecdotal story for you go so last week I was having a brutal week super busy my husband's a physician he was on call it was crazy town. There was no sex happening. There was no way that sex was happening. I was not having sex. And so it was late. I decided I was going to go to a hot yoga class. And so I leave. I go to this class and I'm sweating and I'm working hard and I'm breathing deeply in and I'm not thinking about my kids or my husband or anyone. And at the end of the class, I'm lying there in Shavasana. It was sort of my first coherent cognizant thought. And my like the first thing that came to my mind was wow, I need to go home and have sex with Camel. I'm all hot and sweaty. <laughs> and it, that wouldn't have been on the table. It wouldn't have been on the table had I not done that class. First of all, <laughs> my, my, my first reaction to that is I need to know which class you took because I might have to tell my wife about that. And, and but, my, awesome. but really, the takeaway point here was you were able to sort of hive off and, and find your own sort of mind space there. And that, and that sort of led to different physical feelings, right? Exactly, exactly. And it's about the mind-body package, right? Right. Because there's so many ways that your your arousal can be inhibited. It either happens, you know, because physically you're physically exhausted or you're just completely disconnected from the neck down, right? right? Or you're so stressed out that, you know, getting aroused is not even on the table, you know, because there's so many pressures and competing interests on your time. Right? You just don't even feel like having sex. Okay, so we're, we're exploring sort of the side of yoga that deals with uh, mental and, yeah. and, and your emotional state. Yeah, yeah. What about the physical? Okay, from a purely physical perspective, if we're just talking about the postures and the physiological aspects of arousal, right? So we know when somebody's turned on, whether it's a man or a woman, you know, you can tell via the tissues, through the nipples, getting an erection, um, the clitoris, there's engorgement or bl- increased blood flow. And um, so if you kind of jump over and translate that into a yoga practice, when you are engaging in yoga postures regularly, especially, you're constantly contracting and relaxing the pelvic floor. 
Okay, so for both men and women, what that does is it essentially makes those tissues and those muscles more responsive and more receptive. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and so in a way, you're kind of priming your body to be ready for any kind of intimacy because you're working it. It's like it's like that idea that you know you don't use it, you lose it. Right. Right. This is just another part of the body. If you're not using it, it's just not receptive and aware. So by constantly contracting and relaxing those tissues through the physical practice. You just become more receptive. And then on top of that, all of the postures in some way, whether you're in a chair pose or doing sun salutation B, where you're doing lots of warriors or lunges or doing a bridge from the floor, again, you're really contracting and relaxing those tissues, which makes you much more aware of them. Right. Right. And I think that was part of my experience in that yoga class, right? Not only was my mind in this awesome place, but I had worked so hard and I had contracted and relaxed all of those tissues and I, I, I felt like having sex instantly, you know? Well, not instantly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Fair exactly. Enough. Yeah. I had to I had to get to my husband. And in the yoga class, so yeah. we're done with the physical. Okay. Let's let's yeah. talk about sort of the parasympathetic nervous system and, mm-hmm. and stress release and how yoga can help with that. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's kind of two directions that I can go in here. So f- from the, the female perspective, let's right. just start there. You know, part of being sexual with another person is that you need to be really comfortable in your own skin and you need to feel safe enough. And I'm talking about feeling sort of emotionally safe. Right. You need to feel safe enough that you can be vulnerable, right? And it's not just about taking off your clothes. It's also about being able to communicate what turns you on. Right. Right? On a, on a personal connection. Uh, yeah, Opening right? Like, up. Yeah, you have to be able to open up and say, like, I like this. No, don't do this. You know, and feel comfortable enough in your own skin that you can do that. So if you're in this stressed out state where you're so anxious that, you know, you're not going to, you're not, you're afraid to take off your clothes, right? You don't want someone looking at your body and or you're unable to communicate what actually turns you on, then it's going to be really hard to intimately connect with someone and then to feel aroused and to have an orgasm. So the more relaxed you are, the more it allows that process to unfold. And for men, I mean, the erection is initially facilitated via the parasympathetic nervous system. Okay, I didn't right? know that. So, yeah, so super important, right? So the the ejaculation, you have to have the sympathetic nervous system come back in, but initially it's the parasympathetic nervous system. So super important for men too. Oh, yeah. See, I, I got to get back into my yoga it's, practice. Yeah, so. right? See, now don't you, 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 you both want your wife and you to practice yoga? Maybe Maybe you should do it together. You know, we have taken classes together. Yeah, maybe see? we have to maybe we have to start have doing to, that again. Yeah, do a hot sweaty yoga class together and maybe, you know, the car will look pretty good when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's that's our takeaway point for today. I always love talking to you. What I want to talk about next time you come back in the new year is we're going to talk about yin yoga because that's your Perfect. specialty. Perfect. I would love. I'd be thrilled to do that. Fantastic. Thrilled. Have a great day. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to the tonic today. You can download this episode as a podcast on zoomerradio.ca and thetonic.ca. For articles written by Tracy Sagrati, be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic Magazine. Tonic is available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods in Toronto. Or you can visit our website at www.tonictoronto.com. Please join us next week on The Tonic when we'll discuss reducing stress and anxiety over the holidays. We'll learn about a new invention that helps to prevent concussions and serious head injuries in sports and how to identify and achieve your goals in the new year. This is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy and happy holidays from The Tonic. 
Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.